Warning! What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I'm Nick. I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to... What does it aim to do? Enlighten. Entertain. And something else. And expand That's your it. world. Teamwork, baby. Ooh, yeah. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So 100 miles north of us, beyond the cheese curtain. What if you curtain? In the land where you can make a tasty green man. Oh, yes. I don't think I've had a green man. No, I don't man. Oh, it's a good one. Well, Spotted Cow gets all the... I'll have to get up there. But if, the moon man's where it's at. You doing some of those? Some of those are going to happen, right? Wisconsin dealies? Yeah, I'll be up in Wisconsin. All right. I can manage to swing up there. Yeah. All right. Yes, but... Yes. If there's a... Small town called Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Okay. In this typical small town community, there's a creature that has terrified numerous members of the population. All right. Man wolf. The werewolf of Walworth County. What? It's best known as the Beast of Bray Road. The Beast of Bray Road? Yeah. What? Yeah. You heard of this one? No. No, it's a good one. I haven't at all. It's a good one. Oh, my God. So a strange number of reports were coming in from locals in the early 1990s about a creature. Okay. A local reporter, Linda Godfrey, had been tipped off by a friend. Uh, She started asking around and found out that there was some seriousness to uh, all these strange reports. Okay. So Linda Godfrey is important because I get most of my information from her book. Okay. She, kind of like Lauren Coleman for The Mothman, she's kind of the Beast of Bray Road expert. Oh, Distin. Mr. Keel. Oh, yeah, John Keel. But... Oh, I mixed up my names there. Yeah. But we got the point across. We did absolutely. I just Um, noticed in the moment. But yes, she's the main... She's the expert. Right. It's all her stuff. So a lot of this I took from her book. Perfect. But, you know, we're going to paraphrase a lot of it. Please do. Because we're doing a show. We are doing a show. So Linda asked around and found out seriousness to this. Seriousness to this. Yes. Uh, She went to John Fredrickson, the animal control officer in Elkhorn, and began asking questions about this strange creature sighting. I guess John Fredrickson pulled out a manila folder out of his desk, and on it was just labeled werewolf. Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) Best police file or best police file? No, he's not a police officer. Animal control. Oh, shit, sorry. Close, though. Yes, yes. Still, he's Both cool. (laughs) Yeah, both. Either way. Well, the fact that an animal control officer would have a big file on anything as opposed to, like, this is a... Right. Got it. Put it away. It was believed to be somewhat tongue-in-cheek, 
that it was labeled werewolf. Sure. But still him right. being an official uh for this town, you know, there's some degree of seriousness to it. Right. Uh, inside it was uh, a lot of people had been calling recently about seeing creatures. Oh, Jesus. John Fredrickson, you know, the guy, the animal control officer. Yes. Just kind of brushed it off. Like, these people are saying crazy stuff. They're seeing things, but he's being rational, rational about it. Yeah. And he's, you know, it's a coyote. They're seeing it at a weird angle they're not used to. Right, some shadow. Yeah. It's, or it's a abnormally large coyote. Just, you know, one of those freaks of nature. That right. They happen. An outlier. Yeah. I mean, there's giant humans and there's just a human. So, I mean, you can just be right. a giant coyote. Yeah, there's things like that. It's not impossible. But with uh, Linda Godfrey being a reporter and an official having a envelope named Werewolves, it became news. She followed up on some stories. Lori and Drizzy worked at an Elkhorn Lounge called the Jury Room. Okay. After work, one night, she was driving home, late fall of 1989. She saw something on the side of the Bray Road. It was about 1.30 in the morning. And the street was quiet, desolate, which made it all the more unsettling. She said its back was to her when she first spotted it and noticed its pointy ears. She drove forward to get a view from the front where she said it was kneeling. Its elbows were up hands with long claws facing out as it held some sort of dead animal in its claws. Graphic. As if it were eating them. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) The patron got way better. Yeah. It escalated so fast. (laughs) I mean, it was already on a huge upslope. Its eyes reflected the light from her headlights, like most animals will at night. It turned its head to gaze at her, but it did not run. Lori said it was covered in dark brownish-gray fur, shaped like an average man, and approximately 5'7 to 100 and 150 pounds, and it had the head of a wolf. When asked about it years later, uh, Lori believed it was satanic. It was not necessarily a werewolf. She believed it to be just evil. I think she believed it was even the devil itself i mean maybe but there's another sighting on bray road october 31st 1991 that's a specific day for something spooky to happen it's a spooky time it is a spooky time in a spooky place yes dory gibson was driving to her friend's house to pick up her friend's child to take trick-or-treating in town She said it was a foggy night, and while changing the radio station, she felt the front tire lift from the ground. She stopped 50 to 60 feet from where she had believed she had hit something. She stepped out of the car to see what she had hit. And in the fog, she sees this thing come charging at her. Oh, gosh, no. She said, in quotes, it was no dog. It was bigger than me. Oh, no. So Dory jumped back into her car. Good call, Dory. Hit the gas as she heard the large hairy creature. Yeah, gun it. Claw the rear of her car. Oh no! 
That's so close. She says she didn't get a good look at its lower body, but assumes it ran on two legs because she could see it. A heaving chest and hear the pounding of feet on the pavement. I've never seen a human. This is another quote. And this one got me a little bit. Sure. It's kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go for it. Do it. I've never seen a human run like that. And my uncle was a track star. I mean, <laughs> how good is your uncle? Yeah. I mean, he's it's pretty good. I mean, he was a track star. And I guess if you're, I guess if you're watching your uncle run, you're seeing a bunch of other runners, so you get an idea of kind of how a person runs. Right. It's just kind of a weird thing to just throw in there. I was like, all right. But we've read other settings where people like make a weird comparison. Yeah. Is it like there was one? Uh, I mean, it's something that they think of in the heat of the moment. I think is what it's got to be. Yeah. The, in the Mothman one, the Chicago Mothman, there was a woman who compared something to like the size of her husband. Weird, but weird, but I get it. But that's how you make a connection, right? She said it was bigger than any dog she had ever seen. It was brown with long, straight fur. She picked up the girl, and heading back to town, the girl turned to her and said, somewhat startled, look at that thing. <laughs> <laughs> and she just floored it. <laughs> like, yep. Oh, look at that thing. Yeah. <laughs> so Dory, uh, again... Doesn't believe it's a werewolf, though. She thinks it's just a freak of nature, one of God's mistakes. I mean, it's a rational approach. Yeah, I mean, these are the, these are the main two stories. Okay. For the Beast of Bray Road, there's a lot more. Like we're talking a lot, a lot. <sighs> this is like I'm only going to touch on the surface of this, really, because we're talking about Mothman type levels of stuff here are you kidding no like oh, it's God. a lot i'm glad i'm sitting down yeah oh. uh so dory gibson or i might have mixed up my names here so Lori, the this is why i'm mixing up names because they're Lori and dory they're close i mean that's that's forgivable <laughs> so i guess Lori uh spoke with Cause she's the she's the reporter. No, that's Linda. Damn it! I fucked up worse than. Ah <laughs> oh, shit! All right, so but Lori spoke to Linda. Yes. And Linda checked out her car, and okay. she said that there were actually on the back side. She can't say that it was whatever beast she saw, but there sure. were what seemed like claw marks dragged down the side Got of it. the rear end of her uh, her vehicle. So something. Yeah, and then. Dory Gibson, I believe, went and spoke with uh, Fredrickson, the animal control officer. And when they were speaking of what she saw, the books on his shelf just began flying off and landing in the floor. So We've escalated. So they both kind of were like, whoa... We're done talking about this now. Mm. And they, uh, I guess they didn't really talk about it after that. <laughs> I guess I would, well, I mean, if we were having a conversation and. We talked about something specific and, and that, then. And that bookshelf started flying all over the place. That'd I think be terrifying. Be like, well. Yeah. I'd be. Uh, I don't know if I'd stop talking about it, though. I think I'd be like, is that, is this real? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, and what would you, what would you do if that actually, ha if that did happen? Well, I would try to rationalize it probably first. Mm -hmm. 
And if there's no way to do that, it'd be like, well, well, monsters are real. Supernatural things exist. Yeah. So at this point, those stories are what begin this. Okay. These stories get published in the, uh, shit, what was the name of the paper? Don't remember off the top of my head. That's okay. But it gets published in a local newspaper and it blows up. So we've talked about this when it happens in like the 60s, 70s. Yes. 90s. It's going to happen. It's still going to happen. It's always we just gonna, talked about a last we just episode. The, the mess is gonna happen. Yeah. So we get a mess. It becomes coast to coast news. These coast stories. To coast mess. Oh yeah. Uh, so people start, you know, getting messy. <laughs> They're going out on Bray Road with flashlights. Man. They're getting bust in from Chicago. Every time. This is insane. Werewolf hunts are on. This is insanity. Uh, so it's called Bray Road because a family and they started moving to Elkhorn area in the late 1800s. Yeah. And they're all farmers. Got it. And most of their property is along Bray Road. So going to the Brays. So the Brays are there. Uh, one of them says that there's flashlights on his property all the time, like, People are just... Oh, so the descendants still live there? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they're still there. Um, but, yeah, there's people on in their property with flashlights. They're looking for werewolves. You know. Uh, Amazing. Local bakery in town starts baking up werewolf cookies. Good call again, making them money. That's another mess, huh? Yeah, it's ah, the same the thing. Monster excitement sales syndrome, baby. Mm-hmm. Bars are serving silver bullet specials. This is incredible. God, I like to think that's just Coors Light. I would say you know? they just that's got to be what it was. I couldn't find, I couldn't confirm that, but it's got to be just Coors Light. I mean, you know, what's the uh, you know, the the most obvious thing is the solution to the problem. That's it, yeah, that's it, yeah, keep it simple. So, so special silver bullet specials, Coors Lights are flying off the shelves in Wisconsin. No more Miller, yeah, not when, not when the Wurvels are in town, nope. The police are getting silver bullets made. As a joke. Maybe. That's what they tell people. <laughs> yeah. like, just in case. Just in case. Werewolf of the Week shirts are being printed. I love it. That's what the paper was. The Week. That was a local paper. Oh, it was, that, called, it was yeah. called The Week? Yep. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. Werewolf shirts. Yes. But like in most cases here... Some people start to realize they aren't alone in seeing all this crazy stuff. They feel more comfortable coming forward. Some okay. regret coming forward. I imagine so. But that's where we get a lot more tales. The earliest of which a man named Joe Shackleman came forward. Uh, he was an editor for another newspaper. And he revealed... Possibly the first sighting of this beast. Uh, his father had told him years before. In 1936, when he worked as a night watchman at a Catholic institute for the mentally ill, he encountered a strange creature on 
two separate nights. The first night, he found it kneeling upon a Native American burial ground. Oh. So this place is, it's a Catholic, it's not a church, but it's a, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it's got a graveyard and it's got Native American burial grounds on it and stuff. Yeah, I don't want to, I can just think like, yeah, I'm, that's an... It's an institution. There you go. That's sure. what I was looking for. Um, but so he's the night watchman, and he finds it kneeling on a Native American burial mound. It seemed to be clawing and digging at the ground, but it fled when it realized he was approaching. Okay. So, following day, yeah. daytime, he returns. And it looks like he was digging in the earth, and you can see claw marks and all this stuff. That's wild. Yeah, pretty crazy. So that night, he gets one of those big flashlights, one that he can use as a club, too. Oh, like a mag light? I don't know what they would have in 1936, but... Oh, 36, shit. Yeah. <coughs> all right, you said Something comparable. First, right, the first sighting, right. Yeah. The following night, the creature had also returned. It did not flee this time, though. Oh, God, it balls up. Uh... Shackleman described it as over six feet tall. It was dark brown or black, covered in hair, had pointed ears, a canine face, long fangs. When he approached, the scent of rotten meat or some other bad similar odor hung in the air. Its three middle fingers were much longer than the thumb and pinky and they ended in claws. They all ended in claws, but the three were bigger. It growled a low rumble. Um, Mark Shackleman, the night watchman, thought maybe it was some sort of proto-human language trying to speak. Okay. He said it sounded like the words Gadara. Gadara. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it growled a low rumble, though, and it wouldn't break eye contact. That's not good. <laughs> the heavyweight boxer believed it had entirely enough power to kill him if it wanted. I'm sure it would have. So, locked in fear, all he could do is uh, mutter Charge a quick you. prayer. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. And he did that, and the beast turned and left. All right, luck got lucky there. So Gadar is a thing. I don't really want to touch on it because it's too much. Okay, it's fair. Just know it's a thing. It's from the it. Bible. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll touch it real quick. Just fast. Jesus goes to a city, and he kicks a guy out of, or he kicks Legion out of a possessed body. Didn't know about that Jesus story. Yeah, and the. Uh, that may be in Gadara. No, about that Jesus story. Nope. That is a lot to deal with. I can only imagine. Yeah. So, a lot there. Yeah. But I'm going to read you another story. Okay. I'm going to pull it up here real quick. Sure thing. And it's another one from a little bit later in the 90s. We're going to 1997. Actually, no. I got a couple more before we get to 1997. Let's do it. We're going back to 1990. Ooh. Fresh, a group fresh of, 90s. A group of children, close to Christmas time, okay. were out sledding. Uh, they'd been sledding near Loveland Road, which is about a mile from Bray Road. 
On their way home, they spotted a large dog. Oh, no. It was struggling to get through all the snow. You know, Wisconsin isn't. You do? I do. There's more snow. I do know. Especially if that's a hardy 1990 winter, it's a hardy winter. Yeah. But they spotted a large dog struggling through the snow about a block away. They called out to the animal only to run in fear when then it looked at them and rose up onto its hind legs. Ah, no, 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 no. <laughs> taking a few unsteady steps towards them. Stop. Before Quit. then bounding on all fours. Leave. They ran. Yeah, leave. And as soon as they, they ran to a one of their ho- homes that was close by. You know, how'd that go? They made it, all of them inside, uh-huh. and they saw the creature turn right, around and leave. Can you imagine if you saw a dog and just stood up? Like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. <laughs> nope. So, dairy farmer Scott Bray. Bray. Initially said, you know, didn't really see anything like this when all this chaos is going down. But then he later reveals he saw what was a much larger than a German shepherd with a thick upper body and oddly shaped hiding quarters. Hmm. It didn't notice him, but uh, it wandered off and he followed it, but then just lost it. Mm-hmm. But he found tracks. He follows. Yeah, he just said they were large, mm-hmm. and he couldn't find the creature. Uh, turns out that this story was at the same, similar to in time to Laurie's nineteen eighty nine story. Okay. So then we're gonna go to nineteen ninety seven. Yes. I lived in the town of Franklin, Wisconsin. It's about 97, 98 maybe. So I might have lied. Maybe 98. That's nah, it's right there. We had just moved into a brand new subdivision, and we were currently the only house that was built. The rest of the area for a long distance was empty lots on what used to be the adjoining farm's old land. Our backyard had a running creek. On the other side of the creek was some brush and a single lane road with old wooden street light that gave off an orange hue about 30 years or so yards away. Okay. It was a warm summer night, and I was having a sleepover with one of my friends. We had all the lights off, and we were playing hide-and-seek in the dark. I went back into our sun- sunroom and saw something crouched over illuminated through the brush and the orange street light. I'm not sure how to describe its body posture. You know, when you're about to throw up, and you hunch over on your knees and palms. It was similar to that. Oh. Its breaths were so deep and heavy that you could see its chest heaving from the, that distance. We had a 140-pound Akita who stood six feet on its hind legs. I could easily tell that whatever this was dwarfed my Akita. I looked up that breed of dog. They're pretty big. Giant. Yeah. Massive. Pretty big. The males are from 100 to 140, typically. Yes. How long? Long? I didn't. I mostly looked at weight in pictures, but well, they're big dogs. Got it. I also know that it wasn't my type of dog. wasn't any type of dog or wolf. Its hind legs were thick and muscular, like a man's. No. But its body tapered at the end of abdomen and head like a wolf or canine. I called out to my friend, who came over and just said, 
what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> the best response. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you'd say. Yeah. What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? What? Oh. Might do that. If I can be that understood in that moment, it's like, oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, my. Oh. Who? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> right. So she says, what the fuck is that to me? Yeah. Trying not to make much noise. We sat there as it hunched for, as it, ugh. we sat there as it was hunched for a good 30 minutes. My dad, who was a hard-ass Vietnam vet, came out to see what the hell we were doing up so late. Did he see it? We asked what that was, and he just said, I don't know. (laughs) Not good, Dad. This is not good talk. He then went outside as we stayed in, scared for my dad. He had one of those old mega lights that had the power of a thousand candles and took it with him. He stood in the driveway, shined it onto whatever we were watching. It looked back at us, and I honestly don't remember its eye color. What I do remember is that when it took off into the brush, it took off upright, as if a sprinter from the on-all-fours stance. My dad heard it splash through the creek and hightailed it in. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's pretty terrifying. It's scary. Yeah. You got three people. At that point... It's a party, and it's a very right. unhappy party right. because everyone here can believe everybody else. Yeah, they're all like, "What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that, Mm-mm. Dad? What the fuck is that?" And he's like, and he's like "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, he walks out, and he does the he does like, you know, if he's one of those like like a hard ass dude, he's gonna be more calm and like. So him saying, "I don't know," with those long pauses, is him like screaming. Yeah, and that, that was like, how it was typed. Like, <laughs> I uh-huh. don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but, but he's gonna try to figure it out i mean that's ballsy he oh, went yeah. out there yeah oh, like, Boop. it's like okay well because the, like then he accepted okay this is a thing mm-hmm. so what is this thing well now i got a mission right yeah um all right so that story's from 97 but okay these keep going like there's a lot of them I'm going to read a, a more recent one next here. Good, I'm game. I'm all in. Yeah. So. This is a brave beast. I'm all in. Because, I mean, I've, I'm not going to, I don't need to say it again, but I mean, my brief, my story of me seeing this wild dog like beast run across the road. So I'm picturing all these people having a similar situation, but then the thing stands up. And I don't, oh, yeah. know, I don't know what to do with that. Uh, yeah. And that. I had forgotten about that until I read one certain story, and it was kind of similar to what I remembered you telling me. Uh, you've told me multiple times, but I think we've mentioned it on here yeah, once. A few times, right? Maybe not that many times. But, but yeah, um, I mean, it's one a couple. Yeah, this was in broad daylight. Okay, they saw a a deer being chased by something, and on first glance, you know the husband was a hunter and he just thought it was a hunter chasing his kill or something sure. like that. But then he realized that it was at full speed and they were keeping pace and they the deer and then the whatever was chasing both yeah. leapt across the road ah. or like just kind of sprinted across. Ah. Yeah. So 
and this was broad daylight, and he was like, "Yes, well, that was not a uh, hunter. That was not a man, and it was way too big to be a wolf, and it was running on two legs and chasing a deer and chasing a deer." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no man, you don't belong. What are you doing here? Right, and you know, there's a lot of weird sightings. Some say it's running on all fours, and that's how it's getting such speed. But then others are saying. It runs on two legs. It is on two legs. So, it's almost like it just—it's like a preference. It's cho- it's just choosing to use two legs. It's choosing to use four. It just, yeah, wants to do whatever it wants. Well, if it can, why not? Right. Exactly. I mean, if you could run on all fours, would you sometimes? If I was faster, I'm not. No, <laughs> we are not built for that. <laughs> no. All right, but in 2006, Steven Kruger. Uh, 2006. Yeah. All right. I'm here. He was making his usual rounds the okay. night of November 8th, uh, about 1.30 a.m. on the morning of November 9th. Okay. I skipped over a little bit of facts. He works for the DNR, and he picks up the roadkill. Okay. Got it. So he's cruising around doing his job, and he spots a 70 to 80-pound deer that wasn't on his pickup list. It was on Highway 167 at 0.165 miles east of the Holy Hill entrance on Church Road. Got it. He's got to do all that paperwork. That's why it's all so. Right, that's true. There you go. He picked the deer up anyways, noting that it was still limp and probably freshly killed. Ooh. Kruger stands six feet tall and weighs 230 pounds and was able to hoist the carcass into the truck with some effort, using his knees for stabilization. After getting the deer into the truck, he left the tailgate down and got into his cab to make notes. Uh Uh-oh. He also left on the light that illuminates the truck bed and in compliance with Department of Transportation regulations is flashing amber light on top of the cab. He had the windows rolled up and the radio playing loudly. He's rocking out. Hell yeah, he is. I got this deer, extra deer. Yeah, he's probably listening to Carcass, jamming. (laughs) He's He's gotta be. This is what he does. Yeah. He's very topical for his work day. Yeah. It all flows. The first I knew about it was when the truck shook. No. I thought it might be the wind, but then it happened again, only stronger. Uh. I looked in the rearview mirror and I saw it. It was standing on the ground, bent over the tailgate, reaching to the back of the truck. It had its paw out and had the deer by one paw. I froze for a few seconds from being shocked. I threw the truck into drive and stepped on it to get out of there. Yeah, goodbye. Kruger estimates he looked at the creature for about five seconds before flooring the gas. It had pointy ears, triangular shaped, he said. And they looked like big wolf ears standing up on end. I mean, that's, as, that's about as much as your body is going to give you in that moment. It's five seconds. Yeah. Like it sees it, it imprints on your brain. And it's like, Fight or flight. It's like, nope. Flight. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Bye. Bye <laughs> yeah. bye. It almost looks like a very large black bear standing on its feet. If you took a wolf's head and l- enlarged it and set it on the black bear's body. Yeah, that's the problem with the wolf's head. It's always, a, it's a dog. It's a dog mm-hmm. head. It's a wolf so, head. So a lot of people say wolf or German shepherd like, but they're pretty similar. Very close. Right. Same silhouette. They got the pa- pointy ears. Uh-huh. And this long snout. Yeah. Uh, he guessed, guessed the creature's height to be six to seven feet, but was only able to see it from the chest up. The fur was about two inches long, black, 
fairly smooth, he said, I know it wasn't Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his shit together. Yeah. Bigfoot doesn't have a dog hat. I'm sorry. Yeah. As Kruger dr- drove away, he heard a metallic clang, which he recognized as one of the aluminum fold-up ramps that he uses to drag large specimens into the truck bed. Folded up, the ramp is about one and a half feet wide by two and a half feet long. He guessed that it was tangled up in the legs of the deer he had just thrown in because both the ramp and the deer were pulled clear of the truck. Kruger drove a short distance away, then decided he wanted to go back and see if he could retrieve the ramp. He drove back. He said he got out of the truck for about two seconds, mindful that the creature could still be in the area. He didn't notice any odor or see the creature, he said, but both the deer and the ramp had vanished. Well, that's yeah. gone. Yeah. More, See ya. more paperwork. <laughs> yeah. Hey, where'd your ramp go? Uh, it wasn't Bigfoot. <laughs> okay, what was it? <laughs> Let's not talk about it. Uh, Do you like dogs? Well, I wasn't a dog. Yeah. How do you feel about wolves? Mm. Uh, he continued his rounds, though, driving around until 4.30 a.m. and trying to decide if he should report it. He was afraid of being made fun of, he said, but finally decided that it was. this was something large enough to be dangerous and that sheriff should be alerted. Right. I mean, why do we got to... Why do people got to... Who's the biggest monster? Why do we have to make fun of people? Why can't people just tell their story and be like, okay, man. Because it's fun. I, I know, but <laughs> I like... I know. But yeah. But yeah. But I mean, he felt the urge. He had to talk about it. Yeah, but tell he. Him. Yeah. In the end, he, uh, you know, he wants people to be safe. He's a good guy. He's a hero. Uh, I was afraid it would take a Bigfoot turn, which is probably why he said earlier, "I know right. it wasn't Bigfoot." It's not a Bigfoot. <laughs> Change topics. Uh, although he was careful not to mention that word at all, and uh, yet a TV employee later told him that the deputy who ha- handled his report wrote that it was a yeti sighting god damn he's like that's not what it was shut up i told them it looked like something like a bear but was not a bear adding he had observed everything from wolves to coyotes feeding on deer carcasses late at night yeah well, I'm, I'm sure he's looking i mean if he's the guy that's picking it all up he's somebody up, does that if you don't yeah, know that somebody does that that's abs- a job absolutely it doesn't just disappear might be a good job don't have to deal with fucking people just, just, just rotted carcasses and dead animals. Wolves. Well, <laughs> where right? Uh, maybe that's an. Maybe that's a good way. Maybe that's a way I can try and find some creatures if I'm picking up all the f- dead food. There you go. Interesting. Again, he says, "I never said it was Bigfoot." That, he had a raw deal there. Yeah, he did. Especially when he tells the police something, they're like, "He's uh, like, it's not a Bigfoot," and the guy's like, "Bigfoot, Yeti." No. <laughs> <laughs> right. He said it wasn't Bigfoot. Okay. We're gonna put Yeti. This applies. Yeah. No, that's not how that works. I know what you saw, dude. Uh, He said the sheriff's deputy asked if it could have been a person in a fursuit. Oh, for fuck's sake. He chuckled, explaining (laughs) that the deer he picked up was not on his route, and no one knows his route on any given night. Would someone sit in the woods and wait 48 hours for me to come along just to scare me? It... It didn't look like a human configuration, he added. Yeah, because at that point, he's getting pissed, but he's like, Yeah. It doesn't look like a human. Yeah. 
you'd be really committed to that prank. Right. Just to get like, him. I just I hit this deer with my car. You know what I'm going to really prank? The DNR guy that has to pick up all the dead bodies. Right. And it's not in his, I know it's his route, but it's it, he wasn't supposed to get it that night. So I know he's going to swing off and get it. Yeah. It's, it's a whole elaborate trap. So no one's even going to know he stopped there. Yeah. Cool. Uh, <clears throat> Very believable. As for gathering evidence, though, I guess he tried. He said there were no footprints. Nice. Uh, that he could see in his truck bed. It was full of other carcasses, hair and blood. He wasn't sure how the creature was able to grasp the deer with one paw and pull it from his truck bed because he couldn't see the paw itself. The sheriff's department told him that bears are extremely rare. Whoa. Bears are extremely rare in that area. And and I know what a bear looks like, and it was not a bear. He also said the creature did not jump or into the was not into the truck bed as was reported by some people. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, they're trying to poke holes in his story and he's just like, this isn't, I told you my fucking story. Yeah. That's what I saw. I mean, he's sticking with what he saw. Right. I know it doesn't make any sense. It's crazy, but, but it wasn't Bigfoot. He's trying to say it was a bear, but it wasn't a bear. No, it wasn't. He's just trying to think of what what else could be even any comparable size. Right, and this guy is, he has some experience being out in the woods at mm-hmm. night, or at least along roads, right. not out in the woods necessarily. He's always... He's seeing what's picking apart these roadkill and everything, and this is not normal. No, he's, he's always around where you don't want to be. Dark nights, dead things, by yourself. Right. He's just doing his thing. Yeah. He sees some shit. He's going to see different things than we normally see. Uh-huh. He'll be more in tune with how it is at like one in the morning out in an abandoned street mm-hmm. than a normal person would. Right. And that's why, uh, I don't remember, Lori or Dory, whichever one was coming home, Lori, from her job at the lounge, you know, yeah. she's cruising by at one thirty. She closed up bar and all that stuff and right. she's running later than everybody else and mm-hmm. bam there's this thing eating roadkill just imagine you're on your way home you're just like I, i'm done it's like what yeah i'm gonna wake up pretty fast now yeah so werewolves is it a werewolf there's a lot of weird stuff going on here right um i haven't even touched on a lot of it Right now, it looks like a werewolf. Right now, it does, yes. Yeah. So, lycanthropy. Yes. Eventually, I'm going to do a whole thing on werewolves, because this was just the Beast of Bray Road. Yes. Well, right. It's a specific potential werewolf. Yeah. Well, lycanthropy comes from Greek mythology. Just just so you know, because you like that a lot. <laughs> a lot of things tend to come from that. So, I mean, but again, this does. Yeah. Um. Also, native to North America at one point, there was a creature called, is Latin, so. Let's do it. Amphicyonidae. 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 It basically means wolf bear. Great. Yeah. What's that supposed to look like? Is an ex- it is an extinct family of large terrestrial carnivorians. This is from straight from Wikipedia. Yeah. 
belonging to the suborder Caniformia, which inhabited North America, Europe, Asia, Africa, and from the Middle Eocene sub-epoch. Oh, Christ. To the Pliocene epoch. 42 to 2.6 Maya. I'm just saying (laughs) things. That I have no idea what they mean. Ah, it's all right. Nobody could see the faces you're making as you're doing it. They existed for about 39.4 million years. That's a long time. Amphicyonids are often colloquially referred to as bear dogs. They are closely related to true dogs and are little and a little less related to bears. So they're related to both. Amphicyonids ranged in size from as small as 11 pounds and as large as 200 to 1,700 pounds. Are there drawings of this shit? Oh, yeah, there's... Yeah, look them up. I actually have it pulled up here because oh, I wanted you? to show you. Yeah, Thank you, because I'm dying to see what this thing actually looked like or what it was sketched out to be. They're pretty wild looking. It looks like... Holy fuck. It looks like you would think it would look. <laughs> yeah, it's like a very muscular wolf body. And it tapers. Or Yeah. It's got a big snout, long snout. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're terrifying looking. That thing could absolutely rip whatever you had out of your goddamn truck. Oh, yeah. That's insane. So, you know, things exist through time. Sometimes we think they're gone, but then we find them years later. Is it possible one of those is roaming around Wisconsin? Oh, my God. Can you imagine if it is? I am right now. It'd be bad. It could be. I mean, it could definitely... So, one thing in all of these stories... Yes. Nobody gets hurt. That's true. Most of them are uh, pretty innocuous. Like, they scare the shit out of people. Right. Because they look horrifying. But they kind of tend to flee. They either stand their ground or they leave. Right. Or they do a little of both. Yeah. The one instance... Uh, where it runs at the car, you know, fight or flight. That goes for other things than just people. They got to make a decision. Right. Is this something I can fight or not? When how many, like most animals don't charge people. No. Like they don't, which is bizarre because most of them could destroy us. Yeah. But they, you know, they don't. Mm-hmm. Right. So eventually comes down to you know it's gonna make a decision and one of these you know a lot of these sightings say they're uh they stand up on hind legs and they're five to seven feet tall so not saying that this is an amphocyanidae but that's pretty big it's very big they're saying most say it's 150 plus to maybe 400 sure that's a big thing. And seven feet is so tall. Like, I mean, it really is. Yeah, it's, it's a big. lot. It's giant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're... Uh, I mean, that's possible, I guess. Uh, well, that would be... That's the definition of a cryptid. It's exactly what it is. It's something that... Right. And... Uh, could be alive that we thought was extinct. But they're fast. Stories say they're moving fast. Sometimes there's stories of them 
Keeping up with cars going 55 miles an hour. Keeping speed with a car going that fast? I mean, that's almost cheetah speeds. That's something supernatural. Or, I mean, I mean not native to where sure. we're at, for sure. I mean, that image... There's, a, there's another story. Go ahead. Of a guy driving along a road. Yes. And I forget his name. He, it's a foggy night. Him and his friend are returning from a wedding. And they see a hand kind of swipe at the car out of the fog. Okay. Because they're driving slow. Sure. And it takes off all the, uh, like, paneling on the side. Jeez. Mm-hmm. It's aggressive. Yeah. But again, did that thing think it was threatened by this car just coming out of nowhere? Maybe it was about to swipe it. It's like, what the hell is that? So they're strong, too, though. Because it's hitting a car and it's not thinking anything of it. No, it's it's acting like a dinosaur in Jurassic Park. It just rips through everything. Nothing matters. Like it's right. just it can tear through metal and it's able to. Is it demonic? There was evidence of a satanic cult activity. All right. In the area. Son of a bitch. It was bulldozed over. Sulfur. Weird smells. Sulfur. They were all it. rotting meat. Oh. All that sort of stuff. There was a site where they thought it was uh, like coyotes were just Got nearby it. and dragging sure. bodies towards. Got it. But then there was evidence of not that, like seemingly sacrificial stuff. So there's a lot of bad stuff going so on. They, so there's it's a possibility that... Were they doing some weird summoning ritual? Possibly. Is this some sort of... That's very possible. Satanic beast? What did it do? And then it just inhabited some animal, animalistic creature? Or like it it twisted earthly flesh and it becomes demonic monster? Is it the Wahila of Native American lore? What's that? It's a, a bear dog. <laughs> Shit. Mm-hmm. Which... I'll have to get into some other point. Yes, the Wahila was a was called the bear dog. It was a wolf-like creature that ranges from the Northwest Territories of Canada down into the Great Lakes region. Okay. Is it a skinwalker? Oh, man, I wasn't gonna say it, but is it? Is it? Is it? A hoax like this picture I want to show you. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah, you're going to have to look at this. It's absurd. Fuck everything. Fuck the world. Fuck life. <laughs> what the fuck? Look at his arms. Yeah, I don't know what that is. What are they doing? Where was that? Is this just made for the just the? It seems to be made uh, like a doctored photo, or was it like a sculpture, some like a weird taxidermy shit. I think it's a weird taxidermy thing because I it's it looks like a dog, but it looks fucked up. So somebody sent this. I guess I might mix this up a little bit, but somebody sent it to the guy that made the Bray Road Beast. It's a kind of a documentary. Okay. About this and. He just kind of laughed it off and said, "Like get you, you could have done better than that." <laughs> like, yeah, get out of here. And but it was also proposed that 
So it's either complete hoax. Sure. Which it looks like because it looks ridiculous. It's for everybody listening since you can't see it. It looks like a coyote, but like it has like bony arms and it's just kind of standing upright. It looks like it tried to make it look like a human. Like how would a dog look like a human? Oh, it would just stand up and but do it, weird it, shit with its arms. But it's like missing flesh from its arms. Like it's skeletal. And you can see a street sign nearby. And this thing is three feet tall, if that. Like yeah. coyote sized. Yeah. So then I read a few comments and stuff and people were like, well, maybe maybe it is a one of those freak instances where this coyote suffered injuries and the only way it can adapt is by walking on its back legs, which is kind of absurd. Right. But everybody's seen a dog kind of hop around for sure a little bit on its back two legs. They can. It can happen. I'm not saying that's what this is. Or if it's like a mid-jump. Yeah. Like it's like it pulled up to spring forward or do something weird. Yeah, so. But I mean, it just looks, and it's got a crazy face though. Yeah, it looks way too happy to be having no flesh on its arms. You're like, I shouldn't be alive. Yeah. Like, is it just about to fall down and die? Because that's not going to make it. No. And you, I didn't, can I see it just one more time? Just, yep, absolutely. Just because I didn't catch the bony arm part before. Oh, yeah, no, it's. It looked like it was, like, is that just, is that bone? Let me yeah, it's get just closer. Bone. Give me a second. Yeah, it's just bone. Yeah, I mean, this thing's always described as being, like, like jacked out the ass. Yeah. That thing's the exact opposite. It is just bone. Like, flesh with, like, bones with no flesh. Yeah, it's not That's it's just not so, it. Somebody's having fun, but it's I, fun to look at. I saw another one. Uh, I'm going to say it was probably a hoax, too, because it was the blurriest photo Come you've on, ever seen. Guys. And I don't know when it was taken, but it doesn't matter when it was taken. It was so blurry. That it looked like, if I had to say what it looked like, I would say it was somebody running alongside the road, barefoot, with like a deer skin kind of like wrapped around them. Don't do that. You're just going to call it the skinwalkers. Because, yeah, don't do that. That's what they're doing. But, uh, because you could just, it looked like maybe human feet, and then it just looked like something with a, a deer skin on it. But it was blurry as shit. That shit doesn't fly. No. But regardless. Yeah. The Beast of Bray Road still attracts people who want to see it. So out of all these kind of things I've thrown out there, it could be any one of them. But there is a, a guy's review of Bray Road that I came across when I was doing this. Go on. Craig Newkirk. All right, Craig. Greg. Greg. All right, Greg. He left a review about uh, just actually going to visit Bray Road. Okay. And I found it fantastic. Excellent. So he went to Bray Road. This is a great local legend, and visiting it provides some fun insight into the stories of dogmen terrorizing the Midwest. The road is definitely more populated than you might have been led to believe, but it is a neat photo op nonetheless. But do be cautious if you visit after dark. We did, and the police were there in less than 10 minutes to ask us what we were up to. Holy shit. It didn't help that I was wearing a full-body fursuit. (laughs) What? (laughs) So, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Craig. Good job. Good job, Craig. Uh Uh-huh. Great. Yeah, well, you were there looking for trouble. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, it's still uh, still a thing. It's still going on. You can visit... uh, 
I'm going to say her name wrong if I don't just look at it. Uh, of course. Linda Godfrey. Visit her. She's got a blog. Still current. Her official site. Still current? Still current. Hell yeah. Uh, Linda Godfrey's blog. Uh, that's what it is. Just Linda Godfrey's blog. It's just so much. This is just so much to take in because even that, that crypto, um, the prehistoric beast you showed me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't not look like what I saw that night. Yeah. And the fact that dogmen are a Midwest thing. And back then, I didn't know dogmen was a mid- Midwest thing. No. I didn't and, know that. And we haven't really touched on that a whole lot yet. No, but, but this is a good breaking in, cracking the door open to talk is, about, gosh, gosh just, darn dogmen. Just like when we did the Mothman, this is yeah a, a gateway to a whole thing. Good. So much stuff. Because I just, man, to see something that big move so fast, but so slow, it's so weird. Mm-hmm. And I will most definitely be doing a Beast of Bray Road 2, because yes? there's another book. Okay. I didn't even get to finish reading the whole first one. Like, I got most of the encounters and stuff. Nice. But then there's so much more. Like, Good. that satanic cult stuff? Yeah, I want more of that. That was a big thing. Like... Huge? Yeah. I want more of that. Also, yes. let me just throw this fact out here. Cause Hit me with it. It's pretty interesting. Um, the Wisconsin has the most animal-shaped ancient effigy mounds in the world. I don't know what that means, and I'm overwhelmed. So, uh, like, they're animal effigies. Yeah. Laid out in like stone, kind of. Yes. Or like shapes. Yes. You can only really tell from aerial view, though. Sure. Most in the world. That's what I mean. I'm trying to comprehend what leads a civilization to do that. I. What leads a civilization to do that? But through Linda Godfrey's been doing this for years. Uh huh. A lot of the sightings tend to take place where there's a lot of these mounds at. Which is bizarre. Zach, is this thing a god? I don't know. Not like the god, but a god? You know, right. the, you know the difference. Right. It's a god? Uh, there's also Native American lore about it being uh, coming from the spirit world. Let's which is why there's a lot of places in Wisconsin that are called, uh, like... There's Devil's Lake, for instance. It's a big place to okay. go visit. Yeah. Apparently, it's just a poor translation. A, a lot of uh, mistranslations were from spirit to devil when they were translated to English. So, that's a thing. A lot of weird stuff. It's definitely a uh, door opener. Yeah, let's crack the door open. More, oh, more than three inches. I mentioned bear walkers, right? Just briefly. Briefly? Uh, it's an Ojibwe thing from the Ojibwe tribe. Yes. Um, they, when when they kill a man, they take a finger and part of its t- part of the tongue as a souvenir. Great. The bear walkers do. Cool. Is that what Mark Shackleman came across when he encountered... This creature on top of a Native American burial ground, trying to dig something up. 
It's entirely possible. I mean, definitely, it's definitely plausible, like you said before. Yeah. So I don't know. There's a lot, a lot of stuff here. But what are people seeing? Yeah. I mean, many people have had these same thoughts way before we have. Yeah. And there's no answer. Nope. But it's not normal. It's not normal, that's for sure. And like, there's the thing like everybody's making up lies. Not everybody just tells fucking lies. No. And it's not, it doesn't all come down to mass hysteria or something like that. People are seeing stuff, stuff that they're not used to. All right. At a bare minimum, it's just an unusual sight. Mm-hmm. Like, that's weird. Yeah. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, <laughs> I mean, it can get real weird. So, yeah, we'll definitely be doing uh, a return to Bray Road at some point. We know it's always a treat whenever I leave this location where we record things. Mm hmm that walked to my car and then yeah. drived on the driveway and then just pure darkness. Like, yeah, well, I kind of live in the middle of nowhere for uh, any one everybody of those listening. Things. Any one of those things could be out there. Yeah. That could be. It's the woods right there. It's right there. It's it's right there. Yeah. Reach out and touch it. I just hope nothing reaches back and touches me. It might. God, son <laughs> of a bitch, don't do that. <laughs> His three claw, his three long middle finger claws. Yeah, if you smell rotten flesh, get to your car. Quicker. I think I'd be like, "Come on, man! <laughs> Come on!" Couldn't have showered. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I'm mad about. <laughs> Not my impending doom. Come on, man! Hey, he Come hasn't on, hurt man. anybody. Wash it. That's true. That's true. There's another thing. Hmm. The Ojibwe believe it can't hurt the white man, so you should be okay. It can't hurt the white man. That's what they think. They're not certain. I don't think, but they're just. But I mean, all these people you've told me stories from. I'm assuming they're white. I believe so. I'm not entirely sure. I didn't really I mean, do a background check on settled, them or anything. Settled Wisconsin. It's pretty white. Yeah. Uh, also, because all of these happen in the moment. Yeah. They. They don't know what the exact dates were for some of them. So, was there a full moon? Nobody knows. They weren't really paying attention to it. Well, you don't think about it after the fact until you're like, was that a werewolf? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it a full moon? Because, I mean, yeah, you don't you don't tend to dwell on that. No. But, yeah, uh, I mean, if you look at the artwork, because uh, Linda Godfrey was actually an an artist for the newspaper before she started being a reporter. I like that. So she, like a lot of her sketches are what the witnesses described. And one is definitely a werewolf. <laughs> like <laughs> Just looking at it. Just imagine her finishing the sketch. Like, well, you're a werewolf. Yeah. There's the original one that she put in the newspaper. I mean, it's, it's so, yeah, it's a werewolf. Yeah. That's a wolf. Just That's, eating some meat. Yep. Hanging out. I like how that sketch has the moon up in the corner just for fun. Yeah. It's like, yeah. chuck it up there. Yet it's it's like kneeling like in a religious, like a prayer posture, devouring its creature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Beast of Bray Road. The Beast of Bray Road. Pretty out there. Huge fan. I'm uh, I'm a bigger fan today, man. I went some, I went some like places. It. it sounds like it's it. It's going to be fun. We'll I'm come back to it. I can't wait to go there. That's basically the intro. It's good. Just litter, litter, litter the field with little nuggets of treasures we'll get to. Oh, yeah. So many. Because, yeah, we busted that treasure chest open tonight. Mm-hmm. For the Beast of Bray Road. Yep. And we're in feared. 
Yeah. All right. It's wild. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, we're going to wrap this baby up. If you want to, uh, if you have encountered a creature that may or may not be along Bray Road. We're close to Wisconsin. Or your road. We probably know somebody up there. Yeah, we are close to Wisconsin. We're not far, we're not that far away. I think it's not really. It's probably a two hour drive to get the. It's that, it's, it's a close one or just to Wisconsin? It's southeast or southwest of Milwaukee. So that's not too far from us. It's not too far. I think it's a hundred. I looked it up. It's like 112 miles. That's yeah. That's a day's. That's a day's trip. Easy. That's no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Just go during the daytime. Stick around. Go back during nighttime. Yeah. And then get shoot away by the police. But yeah, if we know anybody, yeah, let's, that's got some tails. Let's drive up there with Illinois plates and hang on Bray Road. Woo! Hey, yeah. Get out of here. All right. I have a dinosaur suit. I don't have a wolf fur suit like Greg did. Yeah, I wish that's true. You need a dinosaur suit. I'll put on some other crazy. I'll just put my Mothman wings on, <laughs> and then I'll have somebody. We're gonna get the, shot in the back in the back seat <laughs> of the car. Yeah, we might get shot. Well, we'll we'll stay in the car. This is just for the police when they. Well, they oh. guess they could shoot us too. But <laughs> like, this is enough. But the guy, and then we'll have. A, we need to find some third guy to go there with a just in the back seat, and his T-shirt just says like "Not the Beast of Bray Road." Yeah, like, is, that's not a costume. <laughs> Easier to tell a story. Yeah. When we get massacred, but yeah, if you've encountered a beast or any wild s- happening, Instagram, Facebook, Weird and Feared, and uh, Weird and Feared Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Any kind of direct communication is great. And if you have a sighting, should have mentioned this last week, I always forget it's a thing. But if you want to treat us to a tale, go to anchor.fm, go to our page, and you can leave us a voice message or download the app. We can have an actual like call into the show. Mm-hmm. Without actually calling in, which would be cool. That would be great to be able to, you know, dictate your story to everybody listening, or just play it if you're cool with that. Either way, yeah. be anonymous. No one needs to make fun of you. Yeah, I mean, we won't judge. Nope, don't we'll judge. Like that's sweet. Mm-hmm. And then keep you a secret. But yeah, we'll keep all your secrets a secret, and we'll also keep them spooky. Yeah, because you got to stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky. Stay spooky. Boom. <laughs>